Hey everybody, what's going on? We are, we're almost back. Like as a group, we are back. Uh, I'm about, I'd say maybe 75%. We'll get there. Um, really excited to be back though, after a long couple of days of travel, talk about it here in just a minute. But um, just to get started, let me thank all of our sponsors. And let me say uh, to the likes of a Joe Rigby, who has said to me many times, dude, I'm here to help the show. Um, it's coming. We're going to need that help here coming up soon, brother. Uh, it's just a matter of trying to get our heads together and, you know, just the whole world is spinning so fast. Hey, look, let me say to all of our sponsors, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And I say to everybody who watches and listens, uh, we appreciate all of your support of our sponsors, including Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. If you want to play blackjack or poker, pie gal, table games, they all happen on this side of the casino. On the other side is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, known as Sammy's Restaurant and Bar in Seven Mile Casino. So you got great restaurant and bar, brunch Saturday, Sunday, amazing food. And then on the other side, you've got the table games. I mention it all the time. There are great casinos around town, big, massive hotels, concert halls, pools, and they're awesome. But this is where you go when you just want to play cards and you want to have a really good meal. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Um, Alex, did you see the email floating back and forth between me, you, and all the folks from Seven Mile Casino? Because we're going to have a meeting, yep. and we're putting together our next big event at Seven Mile Casino. So stay tuned for that, everybody. You're a big winner at Seven Mile Casino, and if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Hey, Tory Holistics, let me tell you the promo code right now for Tory Holistics so you can save 20%. It's, well, wait a second. That's not it. That's Penske San Diego. That's not the promo code. Here's the promo code. Browner jumped in as soon as I hit the thing. The, he yeah. jumped in and it. Anyways, keep going. Anyway, whatever. It's <laughs> How flowers. dare you, sir? How dare <laughs> you? The promo code is Flowers23. Right. Flowers23. <laughs> you tell him, Brown man. Flowers23 is the promo code. You save 20% when you use our promo code Flowers23. Tory Holistics in Sorrento Valley. California Holistics down in Chula Vista. Yeah, look. There's a lot of places to buy your cannabis products around San Diego County. But Tory Holistics is our partner. They've been our partner for a really long time. You support them like they support us, and they give you a great discount. Flowers 23 at Tory and California Holistics. Hey, I Thrive MD. Alex, uh, today is Wednesday. It is yeah. February 8th. I know you've increased your dosage of the I Thrive Lean product. Where yeah. are you today? Uh, so you were gone on Monday when I still had COVID. And uh, last week, with my dehydration and, and lack of eating, I actually dropped down to officially dropped down to 41, but I Come told, on. no, but I told the guys, I was like, I'm going to gain this back because yeah. it's like, because of COVID. Yeah. So at this moment, 37, 37. So it's funny you say that because when Dr. Max say was on, mm -hmm. on Friday, when you were off because of COVID, he said you were going to lose a little bit more weight, 37 pounds. Grande is down in about four months. So here's what I want to say. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on iThrive, learn about iThrive Lean, and you too can start losing weight without changing your diet, without changing your exercise regimen. You can start losing that weight and you'll save $200 per month for the first three months. Learn all about it. KaplanandCrew.com, iThriveMD, 858-240-1497. And lastly, let me mention our friends over at Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. They make the car buying experience fun, easy, and fast. If you use their website, PenskeSanDiego.com, you can search the 12 dealerships, the nine brands, all the used and certified pre-owned, and the 1,000 vehicles that they have on their lots around San Diego County, PenskeSanDiego.com. They'll make it fast. 
They'll make it easy, and you're going to have a great car buying experience at PenskeSanDiego.com. And last thing, these guys, Athletic Greens. I tell you all the time that you're going to get these five free travel packs. This is what I took to New York with me. Travel packs, the vitamin D, you get the one-year supply of vitamin D. I take the bottle with me. I go to the hotel gym. I fill it up with clean water. And this is how you know you try and stay energetic and clear-minded and try and fight off everything that's out there all through Athletic Greens. Use our website, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All the discounts are built in. And to everybody that's already bought Athletic Greens through our website, we appreciate you guys. It's a win-win-win. You get healthy. They make a sale. We get the credit. Let's do it. Athleticgreens.com. All right, let's start today's show. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I want to say to Grande, Browner, and Jason Lawhead how much I appreciate the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, of the guys holding it down. And I want to thank everybody who's listening and watching uh, for the compliments that you sent uh, of how the three guys held it down over the last couple of days, for those of you that follow me on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn, you know that I've been in New York for the last couple of days and then actually flew back from New York uh, Tuesday morning. At I left uh, New York City at 6 a.m. Eastern time, landed in L.A. yesterday at noon and was at that LeBron game last night and literally did not get home here today to San Diego to my house to my studio didn't get home till this morning at like eight o'clock in the morning. So it has been a crazy whirlwind going back to last Friday night when I took a red eye from LA to New York, got into a hotel at 6 a.m. was like, please, please have a hotel room available for me. Cause if not, I'm crashing right here in your lobby. They did. But let me tell you, they charged me. You ready for this? They hit me with a $35 early, um, early entry. That's not the right word. Um, Second. I don't know what the, Early check-in, thank you. They hit me with a $35 early check-in. When I checked out on Tuesday morning at 6 a.m., I'm like, yo, it's exactly the same time. Can I get that $35 back because I'm leaving so early? No, the answer no. was no. Yeah. So look, we're all back together again. Um, as you can hear, I've still got a little bit of hoarseness going. Alex has defeated COVID. Browner is still the Iron Man of this show, and we are officially underway on a Wednesday, the week of the Super Bowl. And obviously the big story, what happened last night with LeBron, we'll get there. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We're currently working with Seven Mile Casino. So many of you have asked, when are we getting together for an event, for a dinner, for something? We're working on it. It's close. Stand by for that. Rondé, Brown Man, good afternoon. Glad to be back with you boys. And a great job the last couple of days. How are we doing today, Rondé? I'm doing good. Uh, almost 100 like I, I sound better today uh just got a little sniffle still but golden feel great a week a week a week has passed since the original covid diagnosis i feel really good very, what was the good. worst day and i don't mean like day of the week but like what was the worst day where you're like oh my god this yeah. thing actually knocked me down because for you who's had covid like four times and never missed a minute of work yeah this one must have really gotten you what was the worst yeah. part of it um during a school day it would Definitely be the first day, Wednesday. I did the show. Mm -hmm. 
and it felt fine. And I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. I feel fine. And I ended up going to like some middle field in the middle here of, of North Park to take the dog out. And I just felt something like a tidal wave come over me of just awfulness. Mm -hmm. And I came home. It's like Wednesday evening, afternoon. And the chills that I got for like two or three hours was I could not stop shaking. I was freezing. I had four blankets on. I had a, a sweater, sweats, socks. It was I was shaking so much. My wife put blankets in the dryer socks in the dryer just to try and warm me up yeah and uh and then i the this is it's gonna sound weird but the worst part was i had to pee and i didn't know if i had the energy to get up to go pee like that's how bad i felt and i was shivering trembling like freaking baby bambi going down like the the frozen ice you know to the bathroom and i went to the bathroom and i thought i was gonna pass out in the bathroom like that was by far the worst wednesday night I had a fever like crazy. My watch went off as I was asleep. Yeah. And it said, Are you okay? Because your heart no rate is at like 140 while I was uh -huh. asleep. Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst one. And then I was okay Thursday. Couldn't talk though. Friday, I was like, Oh, I'm back. Like, I'm, I'm this is it. Like, this is the final stretch. Friday, I felt like, okay. I, I felt like I could have done the show, but I didn't really have a lot of energy. And then Saturday was awful. It just like smacked me in the face again, but it was whole, totally different. Saturday was sore throat, mucus, cough, headache, ears were hurting. You know, like when your throat is connected to your ears kind of thing. Yeah. So it was a comp. Wednesday was the worst. Saturday morning was, was second. Everything else was fine. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. And when did you come back to life? Saturday night. Saturday night. It all goes quick, dude. It's all, it's not like a. Not like I felt awful for five days in a four days in a row. It, it comes in waves. That's that's the thing that is weird about it. it. It would be like three hours of just freaking brutalness, and then like five hours of oh I'm okay, and then two hours of just like your ass again. You know, like it's a. Uh, it was really weird. Really, did really you weird. did you go to a doctor or take any? You know, there's like I don't know what that medication is called, but I see an advertisement for it oh, yeah. occasionally on TV. I don't know what the name of it is. No. And I know people that have had COVID that have tried to get it and it wasn't available to them. Mm -hmm. Did you take anything or do anything? Or I did you just Advil and, and Mucinex? That's mm -hmm. it. And That's it, uh, huh? oh, my mom's tea. She has like this like lemon, honey tea that Mar knows how to make. My mom taught her and that, that helps my, my, sore, my sore throat. The acidity just kind of kills the sore throat a little bit mm -hmm. um that's it really and um a lot of water a lot of water that i would sweat out <laughs> so yeah it was of the four times i got it this one felt like the first time the, the 2020 Damn. like 2020 and this one felt very much the same very Damn. very much yeah and how'd mar do she get through it pretty good she got too? through it really fast yeah she got through it pretty fast but she struggled for two days and her taste was off completely she said everything tastes like metal Oh, yeah. yeah every we and dude doordash you're welcome i i i you guys are gonna have a nice february because of us you know that for five days it was doordash twice and it, we wouldn't even eat it dude like she, she it tastes like crap to her i couldn't put anything down but we would still order food and, and yeah uh she, for her she felt really bad monday tuesday and then she was fine after that she tested negative saturday morning wow yeah Wow. Well, I'm glad you're good, man. I, I am. I, you know, the whole time I, I started out with sniffles and a little bit of a cough and headaches, 
but I never tested positive. And I swear to you guys, like Friday, I was still debating with myself, should I go to New York? Because if I go to New York and I get what Alex described, then I'm going to be stuck in this hotel room and I have all these meetings scheduled and I'm not going to go to somebody's office and have a meeting if I know I have a positive test. Right. I just thought that would be a rude thing to do. I never had a positive test. Yeah. And even though um, I would say by Monday evening, I had like no voice at all. And then um, then Tuesday morning flew back and, you know, it was maybe getting a little bit better to the point where I called my ear, nose and throat doctor on Tuesday when I landed in L.A. And I uh, here's what I do. I call her up. I'm like, um, hi, I need to see Dr. Paul. And they're like, OK. And um, they're like, her first appointment is, I don't know, like a month out. I'm right. like, no, 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 you don't get it. This is an emergency. I need to see her immediately. And here's what I break out on. I'm like, because this always works when you call an ENT. I'm like, I'm a vocal professional. I <laughs> must see her immediately. That's a phrase they taught me. Uh -huh. So so once I use their own terminology on them, like, oh, okay, it's an emergency. Okay, we can get you in tomorrow, meaning today, Wednesday, at like nine in the morning. I'm like, okay, no, that doesn't work. So here I am, I'm complaining to them. I need an emergency meeting with the doctor. I need it as fast as possible. They open one up for me and I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me. So I'm actually going to go in on Friday and have the whole ears, nose, throat, sniffles, headaches, stuffy thing. A reset. Throat, yeah, I'm, I'm going in. And you know what she does is she takes this camera, she sticks it up my nose, and then she sticks it down my throat. And when you look on the screen at your vocal cords, you honestly think you're at a gynecologist's office because <laughs> your vocal cords look like the female reproductive system. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, we are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex, Alex explained to us his COVID situation. I'm I'm kvetching to you about everything I got cooking. And here he is, the pillar of health, Mr. Fast Food and Soda himself. Brown, you, you how you feeling? Solid. What do you mean? What kind of question is that? I feel like I always feel. I feel great. 100%, baby. Got my soda right here. Quadruple right here. Cup. Living that life, bro. Got the Twizzlers on deck because you never know when I might need a little tasty snack. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, 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 y'all struggling. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe y'all diet. Maybe y'all need to work on y'all diet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe y'all need to wear masks and put. I don't know what y'all need to do. I tried to educate y'all a long time ago about health, balance, wellness. Y'all don't want to listen to me. Y'all want to make fun of me because of my dietary habits. But y'all know what I don't ever have? I ain't never sick. I ain't never linked over nothing. I walked off the show one time. One time. They never let it go, but that's okay. You ain't got to, because you know how many what? times have uh, has Scott here. walked off the show? When the bell ring, I get off the stool and I got the gloves on. I'm ready to go. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but you, also, the bell, huh? but you also Roberto Durand it once, and you said no mas. So yeah, 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 because yeah. yeah. you got no one to quit. You got no one to quit. Okay, <laughs> but I can tell you one thing about me, baby. When that bell ring, I'm fighting. I'm swinging. I'm a swinging. That's the motto everybody should have in life. When the bell ring, get off the stool, baby. That's it. Now, whether you finish the round or not, sometimes we get knocked out. Sometimes you got to be like, hey, okay, you know, never mind. I got to get back in bed. Right. Answer more. the bell. Answer no. that bell, Brown. You feel me? I'm human. I'm a human. I, I do feel you. In a and big I don't way. think I hate on your diet. I think I'm very jealous of your diet. Yeah, right. I wish I could eat McDonald's every day. Yeah, I wish I could have you a know? soda at 10 in the morning and and, and there'd be no consequences and, right. and, I, I, and pound Big Macs and French fries. Yeah. 
Right. I wish I could go to Popeye's and get the chicken sandwich and like have no guilt and not get fatter than I am already. I mean, I wish I could do what you do. I wish I didn't need iThrive. I wish I could go to, you know, get double doubles and, and Big Macs and, and drench ketchup and all that stuff on it. But sometimes you can't, man. No. As a wise, you, you're a very as a, special person, Browner. As a wise man once said. Yeah. You can too. Okay. And yes, you can. <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying? If in I honor, ate the way you the, ate, in honor of the station <laughs> of the state of the union last night, yes, you can. Okay, yes, we can. If if you if I ate the way you ate, I would not be on this show. I would be on my 600 pound life show. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey Brown, um, a wise man once said that uh, that great crispy you rocking is looking good. Uh, yeah. For those of you that are listening on radio. I always invite you to please come over to our YouTube show. Browner today got the hoodie. Let, let, let's take a good look at it here. A wise man once said, and it's a picture of Browner on his own person. So Browner is wearing a hoodie of himself. It <laughs> says a wise man once said, and those hoodies are available on our merch you know shop what at kaplanandcrew.com. That hoodie so much better. I love wearing me. I is if you... We're wearing a wise man once said hoodie in that picture. That'd I be know, like right? so right. like right. mind melting <laughs> awesome. Like the fact that you're wearing a hoodie in that picture, but if you were wearing your own hoodie in that picture, that'd be sick. Be like a It'd house of mirrors. Yeah. It would be dope. Hey, um, we have not in now here we are. We're in the fifth week of the new year. We have not produced any new merch in the Kaplan and Crew merch shop. So here's what I would say to everybody. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, click on the merch shop, and uh, find stuff that's still there, whether it's Charger Hater gear, or maybe you're getting ready for Padres season because I know the Fan Fest was this past weekend. I, I, I know you guys talked a lot about Fan Fest, but if you're looking to get any of the uh, Kaplan and Crew gear that's related to our local baseball club, or if you just want to get the wise man once said hoodie, you're supporting the show when you buy our merch. Browner, you're looking good today, baby. You are looking Thank good. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So um, just to get started here, a few things we, we're going to just get to as the day goes on. I'll tell you what they are. Um, the LeBron James story from last night, it, it really fascinates me how my timeline on Twitter and Instagram is filled up with LeBron haters. doesn't surprise me, but I was there last night, and I will just tell you this. It it was a great sporting event to be at because you you literally saw history. And it didn't really matter if you were watching it on TV or, or you were there in person. It was a very cool moment. I can't help but immediately be balanced by it was a really cool moment and a historic moment in sports with, gosh, the Lakers, terrible. You're playing against a team in Oklahoma City that you have to beat. I mean, if, if you are like what LeBron said earlier in the week, Hey, look, we didn't get this trade done with Kyrie, okay? Um, now I got to go back and concentrate on the guys we have in this locker room. If we're healthy, we're going to make a run to the playoffs, and we could do some damage in the playoffs. That was what LeBron said he believed. But when you're playing at home against a team like Oklahoma City, which by reputation is supposed to be tanking, and they've got the same number of wins as you do, and you're playing on a historic night beyond breaking the record, dude, you got to win that game. So I'm immediately balanced with really cool event, great for LeBron. That's awesome. But you got to win games like this. And to lose a game 
at home when all the things that were happening, the place was packed. Everybody was on their feet. There were more media there than I've ever seen. And I, I mean, I haven't been to an, uh, an NBA finals game in LA in whatever it is, 20 years, but the place was jam packed. Everybody was buzzing. Every time LeBron touched the ball or shot the ball, the place was going crazy and they lose and they fall flat on their face and they didn't just lose. They got smacked around. And then after the game, they're talking to Darvin Ham and Darvin Ham's like, yeah, well, um, you know, everybody was focused on LeBron, like an admission of not focusing on the game. And one thing I definitely want to dig into today is what was going on with Anthony Davis during this whole thing? Did you guys see this? Yeah, man. Look, I we'll talk about that at some point. So, but I but yes, I to acknowledge what you're asking. I did see it. And welcome to being teammates with LeBron. He once walked away from Dwayne Wade. Don't be surprised if Anthony Davis is winning a different jersey come Thursday. I'm I wouldn't be. Don't. I, I really, I really, I would not be. It, it almost made me feel watching Anthony Davis, and we'll we'll get to it here in a second. We'll show you video, et cetera. It almost made me feel like maybe Anthony Davis behind the scenes has been hearing internally, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, like, are they gonna trade me? Mm -hmm. Like, am am I potentially out of here? Um, cause, cause no one's talked about that. All anybody talked about during the Kyrie thing was Russell Westbrook draft picks, young players. No one ever mentioned Anthony Davis's name, but his behavior last night to me, his body language, and maybe I'm just putting two and two together. Maybe I'm creating my own conspiracy theories. Maybe I'm projecting, you know, some dramatic story, but his behavior intimated to me. Maybe he knows like something's up. What do you think, Alex? About the performance or about the state of the Lakers? Well, how about let's start with what did you think about Anthony Davis's? Oh yeah, I don't care. Oh really? Like, I don't care. I just like whatever, dude. The 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 thing with Anthony Davis is he, he is a presence on the basketball court when he's healthy. He was healthy he, last night. That's all he is. Like he is not a a guy that can carry a team. He's not a guy that's going to be your leader in your locker room. He's not a guy that is good in the media. He's not a guy that really does anything besides be good at basketball when he wants to be. So there's he's always been the number 2 guy in LA. He's always going to be the number 2 guy anywhere he goes. And I don't know what his deal was last night. It was really weird. It was really, really weird. You could tell he didn't even want to play. He scored like 10 points. It was just a weird thing from Anthony Davis. I will say overall of the evening, I was pretty much poo-pooing it all show yesterday. I was like, yeah, who cares? The Lakers suck. Who cares? Like LeBron did this. It's hard to it's hard to get behind this guy because he's come in here and, and, and wanted it his way. And now he's not happy doing it his way. So, but to be honest with you guys, I was watching it and I was like, glued to the tv i don't know why i thought it was cool like I, I just thought it was a cool moment i think the magnitude of seeing kareem there over and over and over and it just Which felt also like funny it, yeah it was funny every time they would zoom in on his face he just looked like he was miserable but yeah. um i thought everything about it was the the magnitude of it hit me while watching the game and i thought it was really cool to watch it um, I don't think LeBron's going to go down as a Laker, and I'm, that's not what I'm about to say, but I think it's really cool that he was wearing a Lakers jersey, passing a Laker 
record. Or, I thought yeah. the I thought the night was truly a great example of what LeBron has meant to the NBA. I thought the way that, like Scott said, every time he touched the ball, he entered the game, the arena lit up. And that's the way that the NBA has been for LeBron since he stepped in the, stepped onto the court in Sacramento in his first game. The NBA has always lit up the lights for LeBron James. And his performance was vintage last night. It was beautiful. By it the way, the Lakers lose these everything. games all the time. All the time, yes. The Lakers, remember yes. in the bubble, they all wore the Kobe black jerseys because they thought they were yeah. going to close out the Nuggets. They lost that game. Yep. Uh, when they retired Kobe's number, both of them, they lost that game. Yep. Uh, when the and if it honestly Kobe's final game ever, if he didn't single handedly maneuver them, they were losing that game against yeah. the Jazz the whole time. Yeah. So uh, the Lakers and I actually we could show it later after the break, but um, you'll see every time LeBron has passed somebody as in a Lakers jersey when he passed Kobe when he passed Jordan, um, they've lost every game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's do this. We got a lot of stuff we're going to get to today. Um, we are going to talk about the LeBron thing because it's the biggest story in sports. Interestingly, the whole Kyrie-related story is that Kyrie will play tonight for Dallas in L.A. against the Clippers, and we'll get to him and, and the, the crazy world that, that kid lives in. And then I really want to ju start jumping into the Super Bowl because I feel like the Super Bowl, at least in the Southern California sports world, has kind of taken a back seat to everything that's been going on uh, around LeBron which there's just a part of me that is so irritated that it's all about one person and one accomplishment rather than trying to win games, but we'll get there. All right, we got a great show coming up. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. That's the website to use. We're just getting going. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Stay with us, everybody. All right, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. That's the website to use. If you love blackjack and poker and pie gal and table games, you walk into the casino, that's all off to the right. If you love Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, they call it Sammy's Restaurant Bar, that's over to the left. If you want to go to a great brunch on Saturday and Sunday mornings and midday, that's what's happening at Sammy's inside 7 Mile Casino. But if you just want a great dinner, a great lunch, you want to play cards, this is the place for you. 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Good luck. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. By the way, um, Alex and I, I don't remember, Alex, I, I, the email. We have a meeting coming up with all the uh, execs from 7 Mile because we're about to put together an event in the month of March to, uh, to get all the great friends back together again. And uh, I don't want to spoil it yet, but we got a really big plan. It's not just, hey, let's come have dinner together. It's it's a lot more. When is that meeting, Alex? Do you recall? Uh, they're checking, but it's supposed to be the 16th. Oh, February, right. Okay, cool. Very good. All right, um, guys. So um, really interesting. And how did I know yeah. that, Browner? Because I had to read through five or 700 emails before I got to the point of why I was forwarded in this email. Yeah, should have been on it from the beginning. My B. <laughs> My B. Hey, man, listen, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get them, so. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so listen, let me say this. I got a lot of things I would like to talk about um, today, but and I know a lot of people have hit me up on social media and said, are you going to talk about your meeting with Gary V in New York? <laughs> People ask you about that. You're surprised by this? Yeah. What they want to know about that? That seems more personal. Well, bro, you know, when, when somebody has like 10 million followers on Twitter or Instagram, 
that that means you a got lot 10 of million people. followers he does not me i wish i did oh. he does it just kind of goes to show you how famous he is and how many people actually know his content i was shocked at the number of people that hit me up on instagram and on twitter and on tiktok and on linkedin that were like oh my god how did you get a meeting with gary v and people want the story i'll tell you the story but i don't think today is the day to tell that story i think today is the day to start diving into the super bowl and discuss what happened last night which is the biggest story in sports and it's you know it's 100 miles away it's in our backyard and i know a lot of san diego folks and you were there and i was there a lot of san diego sports fans are laker fans you know and then there are a lot of san diego sports fans that are only padre fans and don't care about anything else other than the padres and i'll just make one quick comment because i know you guys covered this the last two days the padres fan fest this weekend was insanity and you know um when you have an organization that is spending and is winning and knocked out their rivals in the playoffs last year all of a sudden you see the difference Padres Fan Fest used to be a nice thing to go to. Now it's like Mardi Gras, standing room only, there's no room. The pictures and the videos of what happened this past weekend were ridiculous. But again, it just kind of goes to show you when you're a one sports town and your one sports team is willing to make the investment into winning and the players are personalities, the fan base is all in. They're, I'm telling you right now, in 20 plus years around the Padres organization, I've never seen anything like what I saw this past weekend. And I wasn't there. I watched all of it on social media. Got tons of pictures from fans who were sending me stuff going, here's me at, uh, at FanFest. People, I had a ton of listeners hitting me up saying, are you down here? Can we all meet for a beer? So uh, I know you guys were down there having a good time. You'll excuse me, please. I had to go on to, you know do this business trip, but congratulations to the Padres and to the Padres fan base. Now you got to go out there and win this year, you know, because if uh, the World Series, again, right, not like win the division or well, win the division, that would be nice, That'd be nice. But, but the goal is the World Series is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, no one was bashful about it. And also because of your pitching staff uncertainties, this is the window. The window can close this year because that pitching staff is a big deal and you're going to lose two of them after this year. There's a lot of pressure on this team, man. Yeah. You got to tease. Yes. You got to tease. I missed it. I don't know if you saw it, Scott. He's like, we're winning the World Series this year. Yeah. Right. He's like, I don't care who we're playing. Doesn't matter. We're winning regardless. Yeah. So Tatis doing a lot of talking for a guy who missed an entire year and who's going to miss the beginning part of the season due to suspension. But man, I hope for that kid's sake and I hope for the fan base's sake. I hope that kid comes back and is every bit of what he was before he missed the whole season. And now that he's got even more talent around him, I hope he's that much better. But I will just say this. Salute to the Padre fan base because it is a growing bandwagon of people, and I've never seen anything like what I saw this past weekend at FanFest. Never. Everything that needed to happen for this fan base to explode happened. You got an owner that's likable and spends. You got a badass stadium. They went back to a fan favorite brown uniforms. The, that owner went out and spent on superstars in baseball, and there's not that many of them. And they beat the Dodgers last year in the playoffs. It is like everything that they wanted to happen has happened so far. Except now the World Series. Right. 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 Now it's like World Series. And, and, and the pressure's on, too, because 
people around the country are looking at the Padres going, okay, you spent, you spent all this money. You got all these stars. Now let's see you actually do something. Because as we talked about this last week, as Freddie Freeman said from the Dodgers, yeah, we lost. Kind of sucked. We owned the Padres all season long. We lost in the playoffs, but they didn't do anything. What did they do? They made it to the NLCS. They didn't win the World Series. So what did they really accomplish? We still own the division. We still are the team of the NL West. And until the Padres dethrone us from the division, we still own their ass. So the pressure is on this year, and I love it. So, all right, let me do this. We're going to get to uh, all this LeBron stuff from last night. Before I do, uh, Alex, one time, tell us, you uh, you had COVID. So during COVID, yeah. you're going to probably not eat as much and sweat a ton and probably lose a bunch of weight. As Dr. Max Say mm-hmm. said last week from iThrive, you are probably going to lose more weight than normal. Where are we now yeah. with the iThrive Lean program? Yeah, during COVID, I was down 41. Right now, I'm down. I'm back up, whatever, uh, 37 38 pounds at the moment. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Truly mm-hmm. amazing. Hey guys, look, if you want to lose weight and if you say, Hey, I don't have the discipline to diet properly. I don't have the time to go work out. I don't have the well being to go work out. I don't, whatever the case may be. I've said this to you the whole time. You don't have to change your lifestyle to lose weight. And everybody's using this product and everybody's finding success. Go to iThriveMD.com or call them 858-240-1497, 858 858- 240-1497, or you make your life a lot easier right now because if you're driving down the road and you can't remember all that, go to kaplanandcrew.com, kaplanandcrew.com, click on iThrive. You'll learn all about the iThrive Lean program and you can start losing weight. And in the first three months, you'll save $200 per month. So it's $299, $299, $299, and then it jumps up to $499. But in those first three months, you might lose 30 pounds. Alex is down 37 pounds. iThrive MD and the iThrive Lean program. All right, Alex, let's get to uh let's get to this LeBron stuff and let's let's start going through all the audio and video that we've prepared for everybody today. What do you say? Sure, let's right, do what's, it. What's let's the first thing it. we're going to look at here today? Well, it was uh you got the vibe. Did you guys get the vibe that he was going to break it yesterday? I felt like when I saw the way he was playing the, in the first half. First of all, when I saw what he wore yeah. walking into crypto, yeah. I was like this dude's going to do it tonight. Yep, same. This dude's dressed to the to the max. He's wearing a suit. So anyways, uh, at halftime, he was 16 points away, and his family was there. Obviously, they kept showing his kids. Why weren't they all sitting together, by the way? Anyways. Hard to get tickets. So he went up to his kids, his boys, at halftime and uh, asked them about, should I go for the Right here, huh? 16.8 points a quarter. Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Uh, I'll get it. Uh, yep. <laughs> all right, well. Yeah. I'll get it. I mean, he had 20 points at half, and I had thought he was going to wait till Thursday to do it against Milwaukee. But I also I had a change of heart yesterday. I was like, wait a second here, though. Let's say he scores 25 points, right? Then when he when they're playing Milwaukee and he and he needs you know 14 points or whatever the number is, like that that's going to not be as exciting. I don't think. I, I feel like he needs to like have a big performance, a big scoring performance on a night where he was going to break the record. The other thing I was thinking about was the Lakers need to win this game, which obviously we know they didn't. But I thought to myself, it won't be as exciting against Milwaukee because it'll be earlier in the game. I'd love to see it like become part of a big-time scoring performance, which it was. And gosh, the Lakers really need to beat Oklahoma City at home, given both teams' records. And um, it was an exciting 
scoring explosion, but it was a ridiculously brutal loss. So I you, totally, I, you, I think it would have been way better against Milwaukee. They have a better, better, more marquee player. I think the team would have been better. I think the Lakers would have played better against a better team. And in addition to that, I think it didn't matter. It could have been two points is all he needed. When he, when it was happening, you were there. When it, every time he touched the ball, the building was exploding before he even shot it. So even if it was only two points, the, the start of that game would have been amazing. So I, I don't think the number mattered. I just think that the fact that he got it was important. I thought Milwaukee would have been a much better uh, moment to have gotten it. But I understand why he did it. The, having all those people there, having his family there, all have his friends there, and, and just a moment, and just squashing them in the first half, like, oh, this is easy. I was more disappointed by the Thunder. Listen, I'm a competitor. I always have been. I'm more of a defensive player than an offensive player. I'm triple teaming them. You're not going to get this on me. Uh-uh, no. Like, when the, when Kobe got 81 on the Raptors, I was like, why are they still single covering him? When the Thunder were single covering him when he needed eight more points, I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? Quadruple team him. Not on me. But, you know, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I don't know, it kind of reminded me. I said the op- I said the opposite. I was like, I, I, if I, I hope I'm guarding LeBron because I would Brett far the hell out of this thing. I would <laughs> come on in. Yeah, come on in, baby. Well, that's what I'm I was on, thinking. I'm on in it? on that. I'm on in on that picture. Yeah, it kind of reminded me like of uh of other moments in time where you're just like, you know what? Um, he's gonna get his, so let him get it. And to win the game, which is our goal, we'll just make sure nobody else beats us. Everybody, let him score. Let him and, and but take away everybody else. And the Lakers, here's the thing. Can we all stop with the – come on. What? Guys, let's all stop. Let's stop talking about the loss. No, no, it don't matter. Yesterday was not about the game. Everybody wants to make it about the game. Nobody cares about the True. game. Anthony Davis didn't care about the game. True. Darvin Ham wasn't coaching like he cared about the game. Let's stop talking about the actual game. It was about the moment. It was about the record, and that's all it was about. People weren't there to watch the Lakers win. People were there to watch LeBron. Nobody left there pissed off. Right. Jay-Z, yeah. If you were inside the arena. These people, these if you were a fan, stars, yeah. If you're a fan of the Lakers and you left there and you were upset, you were there for the wrong reason. I, I, I hear like, what you're saying, and I think you're right. Um, and, yes, the place was star-studded last night. I mean, every, you know. All- Jay-Z, Denzel, Woody Harrelson, Floyd Mayweather, Usher, Bad Bunny, Dwayne Wade, LL Cool J, to name a few. You didn't mention Shannon Sharp. Front row. Yeah, I don't mention. Front don't row. Put you better. What you mean? You better add Shay Shay up in there, bro. Don't disrespect the Hall of Famer like that. Greatest tight end ever. Don't do that. Don't do that. Biggest LeBron supporter ever. Ooh, ooh. I mean, it was it was a star. Study. He's turning into such a camera. Like, Publicly, core. yes. Publicly, yes. He is oh the God. biggest LeBron yeah. supporter. Yes. All right. So we saw LeBron talking to his boys. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. We saw LeBron talking to his boys um, at halftime. What is uh? What's the next video we're gonna take a look at here, Alex? And, and audio we're gonna hear. The shot. Right. There you go. Uh, this is. I thought it was classic LeBron. The fadeaway that I don't know how many buckets he made that way, but I thought it was very vintage LeBron. The picture that went viral yesterday. By the way, if you're Thomas Bryant, what are you what are you doing, bro? It's not, it's not coming what to you, you man. Ain't coming to you. <laughs> it ain't coming to you. And I get it. You, you know, listen, I get it. You're you you're, you're playing the game, but. You know that ball's not coming to you. No. You guys could have just sat on the bench at that point. Well, because everybody work. was just feeding LeBron anyway. I mean, everybody, it's, yeah. every every offensive possession was just like, "Where's LeBron? Give him the ball." And you, put that picture you back. You were up. at crypto. You were at crypto in the corner uh, scoreboards. They had 
the countdown, right? Or mm-hmm. like the tracker. So everybody in the building knew. knew everybody knew how many points he was away. Right. It look this is this is a fantastic picture that will be immortalized forever. I hope they take out these people in the background. You're there. You're I love you, Phil Knight. You're so old. Thank you, Phil Knight. Thank you, Phil Knight, for being an old man and just allowing yourself to be in the presence of something awesome. Scott, what were you doing when LeBron made that? I videotaped it. God, I videotaped it. 2023, dude. I know, but Browner, why do you why do you care if everybody else has their camera out? What do you give a crap? Because because no one's gonna care about your video of LeBron. But but here's a question. But why do you care? care. They're never they're never good. The videos are never good. Every Ronnie's was really good. Whose was? His son, Ronnie's. Because I was standing up there in the 710 suite. Because even his sons that you guys you guys know the 710 suite. I'm far ass away, really far away. And I videotaped the entire thing. And then after I videotaped it, I was like, I don't want to keep like just videotaping stuff that I'm going to put out on social media. I actually did an Instagram live last night and showed everything that was going on there. Had a lot of people checking in like, wow, this is super cool. So, I don't, you know, I, I don't know why there's this need to tell everybody what they should and shouldn't do. They're, I'm not they're, telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Like, yeah, you but you, you're in the you're in the building. You're in a magnificent right. moment. Why yep. are you trying? Why are you watching? The why moment do you think through a why phone? Do you think? Like that's dumb. That's but why dumb. do you think? Like why do you think? Why do I think what? Why do you think everybody was videotaping? Because people want their five minutes of fame. Well, you're not, not going to get it off of that. They all want to show their friends. I was there. I was there the night that LeBron did it. Cool. Good. No one cares. All right. Well, you no don't. Cares. But why no. you got to listen? No. Tell everybody else how to live. No, I watched it. I watched it on TV. Better angle. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. Your your video your video that you took from the fifth row with yeah. 18 other people in front of you with their cameras in the way. Great job. All Great right. job. All right. Let's keep going, Alex. What else are we going to see and hear? <laughs> uh, just the the moment of Kareem handing the ball. I thought this was so dope. Like the way they did it. It was it was small. It was it was such a cool gesture. Just like hand the ball, mm-hmm. hand the rain over. Yeah. Thought that was so sick. Mm-hmm. By the way, Kareem's jacket. I want it. I love it. I love Letterman jackets. Bring them back into fashion. Where it just said the 33 right there and said cap. Oh man, what a jacket. Yeah, it was Kareem. Kareem. TNT, TMT was trying to do Kareem dirty, by the way. They, they were. were. They were showing him Ooh. after every LeBron point. And the faces and, and were he, not and great. Never, and we all know who Kareem is, right? He's not uh surly. He's surly. He just sits there. Yeah, yeah he just sits well, there. I, I know. Not that he's mad. No, but, he just, that's just, but, he but that's the way people interpret it. They're like, Kareem doesn't want to be there. Kareem's not happy for LeBron. It's like, oh, come on. Give me a freaking break. Right. You know, that's who Kareem is. By the way, he's also like 70-something years old. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> not, you know, yeah. he's not sitting on the edge of his seat cheering and, and screaming. Past his you bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the game, uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, asked LeBron, does passing Kareem make you the Does this now make you the greatest player of all time? Are you now the GOAT? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm gonna let everybody else, uh, you know, decide who that is or just talk about it. But it's great, it's great barbershop ca- uh, talk. You know, oh, for no, me, I, I, I want to hear you say listen, it, big fella. Listen, big fella, I, I, I want to hear you say it, Bron. Bron. Me personally, say it, bro. I, I, me personally, say it you with know, your I'm chest, always, Bron. I'm gonna take Bron. myself. I'm gonna take myself <laughs> against anybody that's ever played this game. Um, you know, but everyone's gonna have their favorite. Everyone's gonna, you know, decide who they who, who their favorite is. But um, I know what I've brought to the table. I know what I bring to the table every single night, and and what I can what I can do out on this floor. So, um, you know, I always feel like I'm the best to ever play this game, but you know, there's so many other great ones and I'm happy to just be a part of their, uh, part of their journey. It's funny. I was watching LeBron before the game. I was, uh, shooting video, Brown, or I know this doesn't sit well with you, but I was shooting video of, of LeBron in the pregame 
And um, based on the way he was shooting in the pregame, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to get it tonight because, man, he can't he can't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That was pretty funny. Um, I, I shoot this one video where LeBron is getting ready to leave the floor, and um, and he he kind of looked over and like made eye contact, and I was like, "What up?" You know, <laughs> this is not that video. But did you go for a? Did you go for a? Fist I did bump? not. I did not go for a fist bump. What are you laughing at, Browner? I, nothing, man. I'm just I'm 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 listening to the tales of Scott Kaplan at the Night of the King, man. That's yeah, all, dog. That's, that's right. All. I should have been all. wearing my Hey King T-shirt last night. Yeah, oh, that would have got his man. attention. That would have got for his sure, attention. for sure. He'd, he'd have probably sued you too, but never yeah, right. Well, I, I saw yeah. his. How was it in there, dude? So I've never been to. I've been to a lot of events, but never been to like a historic. Actually, yeah, I was there for Trevor Hoffman's fifth hundred, but that doesn't really. But how was it inside the arena? Last I night. gotta admit it was it was a very cool vibe. Um, you know, LA Live was buzzing and uh, the arena was packed and everybody was on their feet. There just was a great vibe last night. And before the game, the whole floor was just jam-packed, media from all over the place. I mean, every person that you would be interested in in basketball media was there. I mean, I don't have a lot of interest in, you know, talking to Rachel Nichols or any of these kinds of folks, but everybody was was pretty much I didn't see Stephen A. Smith there last night, come to think of it. But um, yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, LeBron's PR guy is a guy named Adam Mendelson, and I've known Adam for years. Um, you can imagine how through the Hebrew Brotherhood. And he was telling me last night, he's like, it's it's weird because I feel like this is the first time since LeBron has been in my since LeBron left Miami that like all the attention is just purely LeBron. And this is his PR guy saying this to me last night. So that was kind of cool. Well, because in LA, we care about the Lakers. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that is the case. I mean, it's just a simple fact. Mm -hmm. Like you, we care about the Lakers being good. And LeBron being a Laker means we think we're getting championships. And that's where the attention should always be. If you're if you're on the Lakers, that's what it's about. This isn't Cleveland. It's very undifferent to other Miami. organizations. It's not Cleveland. It's not Miami. This is a rich tradition of history of winning. There's no way one person can overshadow that. He did that in Miami because they didn't win as much. He did that in Cleveland because they had never won at all. The Laker fan base is used to winning. The Laker organization is used to winning. So well, this me, moment did belong to him, and rightfully so. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me uh, let me move on here. I'm going to keep it going, and then I want to get into some Super Bowl stuff. Stick around, everybody. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We'll get into some Super Bowl. We'll finish up this LeBron stuff. Coming right back here on Kaplan and Crew. Hey guys, I'm breaking in here, a little halftime report. I want to talk about DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. And I'll ask you this question. Do you have plans yet for this Sunday? Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? Because DraftKings Sportsbook has all the Super Bowl action that you're looking for. And new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Every day between six and nine Eastern time. So, you know, do the math three and six Pacific time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Guys, I've asked you for a really long time. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code Great Friends. New customers can get $5. All they have to do is bet five bucks on Super Bowl 57. You get $200 in bonus bets instantly. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook when you use our promo code GREATFRIENDS. And I'll just say this. If you're in California, which I know many of you are, even though we've got listeners and viewers around the country and around the world, if you are in California and we can't legally bet yet, still download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code GREATFRIENDS because then we get credit for that. They look and see how many downloads are we getting. So while you may not necessarily be able to use it to wager, you can use it for information and uh, all kinds of other fun things in advance of Super Bowl 57. DraftKings Sportsbook, official partner of the NFL and of the Super Bowl. And for everybody that's watching on YouTube, all the disclaimers and everything else, minimum age, eligibility restriction, restrictions, everything, all below us here on YouTube. So again, my ask is everybody download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code, Great Friends. All right, great friends. Yo, what's going on? Today is Wednesday. It is February 8th. This is Kaplan and Crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. I got Grande and Brown Man, and we've been talking about what happened last night in L.A. with LeBron. And then we're going to transition into some Super Bowl talk because today's Wednesday, and I feel like, I don't know about you guys, sometimes the Super Bowl, when you've got that week in between, those two weeks from AFC-NFC Championship game to Super Bowl, you kind of get a little lost. Um, and, and Kansas city and Philadelphia, like, I mean, it's the super bowl. We're all going to be watching everybody. The whole world is going to have their plans made for Sunday. Um, and it's sexy. I mean, it's, it's a young superstar like Jalen hurts against a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Who's already been there and done it. It's a first time head coach and Nick Sirianni, who one time worked, uh, under Andy Reed, um, and, and Andy Reed, who's already been there and done that. So there, there is, there are storylines to be sure, but I've been more focused on LeBron's breaking the record than I have been on the super bowl. So we'll get to the Super Bowl coming up in a matter of moments. But to finish off this LeBron stuff, um, I do think one thing that people are going to focus on today, and I, I kind of understand why, the Anthony Davis video of Anthony Davis, who has always been LeBron's right-hand guy, who just doesn't even look remotely excited. We're watching the video right now. Anthony Davis is not in the game when LeBron scores this, this last point. He comes onto the floor because he's kind of sitting on the edge. He's everybody on the bench is standing up. Anthony Davis is sitting down. LeBron hits the shot. Everybody is going crazy, including all of his teammates who are standing up. They've all got their hands up. And Anthony Davis is sitting on the bench. Now, look, I don't have the next 30 or 40 or 60 seconds of video afterwards to see what actually happened. But it does seem kind of strange. You know what I was thinking, Browner? I wondered if Anthony Davis was pissed that he wasn't on the floor knowing that LeBron was only a basket away. Like, maybe that's what he was upset about. You know, no, no, man, no. Because no. if, if y'all supposed to be tight, like they like they perceive, like we perceived, no, man, you happy for him. He make that basket. You the first person that he hugs. Like, you the first person. You run out on the court. You embrace him. You enjoy. You, you share that moment with him. That looked like either annoyance or jealousy. And I would, I hope it ain't the second one. I hope it ain't the second one because he ain't that guy. He ain't whatever, that good. whatever it was, it, it just seems like inexcusable. That just looks yes. like a bad teammate, no matter yes. what the situation is. And it was weird. It was weird. What? <clears throat> excuse me. Watching that game yesterday, he just didn't even want to be there. Mm-hmm. He just had mm-hmm. no interest in doing. There's nobody on the Thunder that could even remotely guard Anthony Davis. Remotely. Mm-hmm. And that dude just did nothing yesterday. Like, got outplayed basket, by Mike Muscala. Yeah. 
who former Laker, by the way, I think he Look still hasn't up. made a three for the Lakers. So <laughs> it was weird, man. And then this, I don't know. Did you guys catch this clip of, uh, so LeBron was obviously mic'd up. So after they break the record in the fourth quarter, this, they aired this. I love you. I know. I just love you know I love you, bro. I saw it, man. I saw I saw I want you to know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all I want you to know is I love you. Okay. It's all look, I want you to like know. like he had been crying. Anthony Davis's face looked like he had been crying. Like let's 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 look at it and listen to it one more time. Look at Anthony Davis's face. I love you, okay. I know. I just love you know I love you, bro. I saw it, man. I saw I saw I want you to know. Anthony Davis does not look like he wants any part of it. Zero. There's something I I don't know what it is. It's hard to speculate. I can come up with some ideas. Trade deadline is tomorrow. Um, Anthony Davis is chronically injured since he's come back most recently from this injury. He's never come back to the player he was before the injury this year. And remember the, the storyline earlier in the year was LeBron wants Anthony Davis to be the number one. He wants the offense to go through Anthony Davis. And there was that period of time where he was just killing people. And he was scoring 35 points a night since he's come back from injury. It hasn't gone like that yet. And I just wonder if maybe behind the scenes, very quietly, for all this talk about how Russ was going to be traded for Kyrie, maybe the story is internally, maybe there, maybe there are some discussions going on to trade Anthony Davis, and maybe he's just pouting. Maybe tomorrow, I'm just tomorrow could be a, a better day for the Russ talk, but that dude's got to go. You either got to cut the guy, you got to do something with that guy. The reports yesterday that him and Darvin Ham got in a heated exchange at halftime. The reports last hit, night last, in last night, night's game, right. yeah. The okay, reports, that. the reports that him and Phil Handy were having heated exchanges on the bench during the game. Yeah, and I listen. I know Russ. He came in, in the fourth quarter. He had 14 points and he played well, but he just doesn't fit there. And we'll talk talk about it another day. But the whole Russ thing, that's yeah. not like I understand what you're saying, and and I'm not telling you that you're wrong about the Anthony Davis speculation. Who knows? Like at this point, like you could blow up the entire Lakers. Who cares? Like correct. <laughs> who cares? Like. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet literally that said, okay, LeBron broke the record. Let's go back to the 12th versus 13th team in the West. Like Last that just night, puts it all day. into perspective that this. the Lakers were playing the Thunder and the Lakers are behind the Thunder in the standings. They're the 13th team. In the Last West. night in the third quarter, in the third quarter, there was two minutes and 44 seconds to go. Oklahoma City was leading 97-86 on the floor for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, Dennis Schroeder, and Thomas Bryant. And a guy sitting next to me said, why don't we trade the entire squad on the floor right now for anything? Anything. Just the, take those five guys and move them for anything. The fight between – not fight, but the, the blow-up at halftime is reported because Russell Westbrook walked off the floor too slow after he was subbed out. In basketball circles, the most disrespectful thing you can do to a coach other than throw a towel in his face is walk off the court slowly after you've been subbed out. That is the most elementary thing that they tell you to do in basketball, if they sub you out, jog off the court. The, the, the slow walk-off, nothing will get a coach more pissed at you than a slow walk-off. And apparently that is what started the beef at halftime. Can I also say one more thing? And I know we, could, we don't need to dive into deep Lakers basketball. Darvin Ham is a bad coach. I've been telling you guys he's not a good coach. He wasn't ready to be a head coach. But you guys told me that he's going to come in and, and Russell Westbrook's going to respect him right away. And how's that working out for you? I disagree. I disagree to that. Darvin Ham is a terrible coach. I Darvin Ham has no idea what he's doing with rotations. 
Darvin Ham refuses to stop playing the smallest guards against wing defenders. There's no reason in the history of basketball that Schroeder and Beverly and Westbrook should ever be playing any minutes ever together, and he consistently starts them. Darvin Ham's not a but good But you know coach. what, but Alex, Who else but Alex play? listen. Anybody. Well, but, but, but I just what, want to oh, say one oh, thing. You're going to miss Patrick Beverly's production on the court? But but hold on real quick. As far as Darvin Ham, good coach, bad coach, terrible coach, great coach. This is the Lakers behaving like the Chargers. Let's go find a first-time head coach who's inexpensive and controllable. And in this case, don't forget, nobody ever said this publicly, but I think we can all be grown-ups about it. They had a little white guy coach that that Russell Westbrook did not respect. Mm-hmm. And won a championship. It's not, and, right, and it's not that they were trying to accommodate Russ, but they needed, I believe, they wanted a black man who was a former player who's kind of a big figure Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that is why they, they Darvin Ham was an up and coming guy, and he was going to get his shot. But when you have a team like this, they probably should have tried to find you guys a real veteran guy. But you, but he's in, I disagree because LeBron was LeBron wasn't going to let that happen. Right. Every you reason that you just that mentioned in. as to why they hired him is why he yeah. was the wrong guy to hire. You didn't hire a basketball coach. You hired like a babysitter. You hired a friend. Well, um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's what the Lakers front office chose to do, which is why. I mean, Scott, you've all... watched more Laker basketball ever than you ever have this year and yep. last year. Yep. You watch the you watch this team try and close a game out. There's no coaching there. No. It's like here, LeBron. Here, AD. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. That's but what. In in defense of Darvin Ham, there is no defense. Name another NBA <laughs> coach that has gone about it a different way with LeBron. Spolstra. None. Zero. Not not in the fourth quarter. He didn't watch the games. No, he didn't. You give the ball to LeBron and you let him make the best decision. That's just the way you coach him because that's the way think, he will I, allow himself to be coached. But I think the I think the thing is, though, Browner, is that in Miami, when you had this presence of Pat Riley mm-hmm. and you and Spolstra was his go-to guy and he wasn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. there was like, hey, we're the we're an organization and you're not bigger than us. True. And we're and and I think that with the Lakers. They're just so intimidated by him that you know they just hired somebody to say, just do what LeBron wants to do. So it was hey, Cleveland. Look, let me do. So it was Cleveland. Let me, let me do this. Let me do this um, because we'll keep going on this forever. And I, I want to move into some Super Bowl stuff before we get there. Hey, I want to just mention our friends at Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. They've got twelve dealerships in San Diego. They represent nine different auto manufacturers. They've got over a thousand cars in San Diego County right now. And so if you know your brand is not represented by what they do, um, they've got all the certified pre-owned uh, for you as well. So Acura, Audi, BMW, Honda, Lexus, Mini, Mazda, Mercedes, and Toyota, but all the certified pre-owns as well. You want a fast, fun, easy shopping experience? Go to PenskeSanDiego.com. That's PenskeSanDiego.com. All right, I want to transition into some Super Bowl talk here for a second. So, guys, I feel like with Padres Fan Fest over the weekend, all this LeBron stuff here the early part of the week, it's now time to, like, start really focusing in on the Super Bowl. And um, thus far, Browner, I'll have you know, zero FOMO, zero. The fact that we are not there. Yeah, none, zero. The fact that we're not there and on Radio Row, I have zero, zero FOMO. And I know you thought I was going to have a lot. It's only Wednesday. Maybe by Friday mm-hmm. I will, but I don't right now. Can I can I just interject a little something into that? Yeah. You just witnessed one of the greatest moments in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Maybe that filled up your FOMO cup. 
And by well, the time it's saying. on empty, it'll be Super Bowl Sunday. Now, if LeBron wasn't able to do that and you weren't able to be in the building, oh, yeah, FOMO would be kicking your ass right now. But <laughs> I don't know. because you I, just witnessed that moment, the FOMO's gone because you just had something else awesome happen. You know what, though? I'll tell you this. Um, I see uh, we have a kid who worked for us last year, an intern from here in San Diego. He goes to Syracuse. My dog is freaking out. Um, his name is Cameron Azir. Do you remember him wow. last year, Browner? Because he hosted yeah, when Alex man. when Alex missed the show. I love Cameron, uh, man. He was awesome. Cameron's great. And I see him there in Arizona because he's part of the Syracuse um, like contingent of students who went there to cover the Super Bowl. And he's 21, and he's ex so excited to be there, man. He's like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, I remember when I felt like that. And if I were there at the Super Bowl right now on Radio Row, I would not have that feeling. So I have zero FOMO right now. Um, I, I have been seeing a couple of interviews like during the media day where Michael Irvin, and I don't know if Michael Irvin was with the NFL Network doing this or was he with ESPN? I'm not really sure. NFL Network. Okay, so Michael Irvin, you know, a former you know Super Bowl champion, the, the playmaker, a Hall of Famer. He jumps up onto the like tower with the players that were being uh, chatted with at media day. And he's got like kind of that one-on-one -on -one exclusive opportunity. He did what Dion and, used to do. Right. And that was, that was, um, I guess, Monday of mm -hmm. this week mm -hmm. and today's Wednesday. And I was just hearing a story about how Michael Irvin has been removed from Super Bowl coverage. Now, Michael Irvin is a big media star, NFL network, ESPN's first take, uh, for, for a three-time Super Bowl champion and a Pro Football Hall of Famer to be removed from Super Bowl coverage by the NFL Network, wow, that's really, really, that's like a, a really bad deal. What Does anybody corner, know the story? Corner Michael Gelkin, the Dallas Morning News, a woman complained hey, about- former UT guy. Yeah, you're going to recognize a few names here, Scott. Uh, Michael Gelkin says, a woman complained about Urban's behavior during an encounter that occurred on Sunday evening in Arizona. Uh, NFL media spokesperson Alex Reese Miller said, quote, Michael Irvin will not be a part of NFL Network Super Bowl 57 week coverage. Uh, Irvin <clears throat> did give comments to Michael Gelkin disputing the allegations saying, quote, honestly, I'm a bit baffled with it all. This all happened in a 45 second conversation in the lobby. When I got back after going out, I came into the lobby. I talked to somebody. I talked to this girl. I don't know her. I talked to her for about 45 seconds. We shook hands. Then I left. That's all I know. But Irvin did add he was, quote, out drinking saying, quote, it was just a friendly conversation. What's up? I don't even know. I'm totally perplexed. What law did I break? There was definitely nothing physical. That's honestly, that's honestly all that happened. Nobody was in my room. It was 45-second conversation in the lobby. The handshake, we left. I don't know. I don't know what this is, and it's running me crazy. Well, I, I got to tell you something. I'm really shocked by the NFL Network. Michael Irvin is your guy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different when Warren Sapp or Marshall Falk is accused of harassing the mm -hmm. makeup girl, you know, on the set. Michael Irvin is your guy. And, and now you're bringing a lot of negative publicity to him, to you. And um, how about like, have my back and let, let's, let's let this play out. I don't know if it was 45 seconds, two minutes. I don't know what he said. He could have been drinking. He could have said something really uh, nasty. Yeah. Right. But so what people say inappropriate Correct. things all the time. And exactly. by the way, how did how did this go from he said something to her and then it got back to his employer? I hate that. It kind of sounds like a setup in some way. I, and so I, that just surprises me. My question is this. And, and Scott, you got it at the end. How the hell did this get to the NFL Network? Uh, a a one-off conversation he had with a woman in the lobby who was probably in that lobby to meet a man. 
at, at that time of the night. Your assumptions right. all the time, dude. Wait, God. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to what all I'll be trying to do is assume that she's people, a hooker there to, to do what? I'll be trying to put you just people, assume that she's a hooker. I'll be trying You're to put so people, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let you me, know, what are you doing? <laughs> Why do you always do this? She's a hooker. She's, what else she there for? How else? Why else would a woman be in a lobby on a Sunday evening unless she's a hooker? Why else? All I'll be trying to do is a hooker the same thing as a groupie. All I'll be trying to she's do there to is, give them a massage, brother. Does that make it okay? All I'll be trying to do is put people in real world situations where these women are act. Some of these women are are, are vultures. Here's a more so, real situation. Some of these women aren't innocent. I'm not. What you're I'm doing. not holding. Michael Irvin was blacked out drunk. You, went up you, to this woman and said some really crazy funky stuff. I wasn't. Why isn't that what we're going with? Why is it? Okay, all but I have a question. A but I have, but okay, but I have a question. If let's just say your scenario is right, Alex. That he said he that, doesn't even remember the conversation because he was okay, out drinking but, again. Okay, but I have a blacked question. out. <laughs> but I have a question. So if he said, so let's say Michael Irvin walks into a hotel lobby. Yeah, he's wasted drunk. He talks to a woman at at a bar yeah. or in the lobby, yeah. and he says some really inappropriate stuff like, "Girl, yeah. come up to my room. Let's get down and dirty. Let's yeah. do. Let's do. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that's what happens. Yeah, that's what gets him taken off. Who of did Super he do Bowl it coverage. to? Who was he next to? Who was around him? There's questions we don't know. That's all I'm saying. One thing we do know. He was blacked out and he was drinking and he talked to a woman in the lobby. That's all we know. I'm not yeah. gonna assume that this woman was a prostitute. Again, let me <laughs> let me let me repeat this. When you are in a hotel lobby at an event like that at a certain time of the hour, okay? Ain't no innocent people down there. Ain't no kids running around. Ain't no kids running around. That, you don't even know that, what time it was. That's that's the witch. You don't even hour. know what time it was. You, you, it was you assume it's Sunday evening you, is what to you in your head. To me, yeah, Sunday evening. Evening, yeah, after ten. Oh, nothing, oh, nothing but but prostitutes and drug dealers and and, and bad people out at, at a hotel at that at a ho at a hotel no, at on. a hotel lobby but, at ten p at ten p.m. Huh? But in a hotel look, lobby at ten p.m. Have you ever been to a hotel lobby? <laughs> yeah, but but Alex, I think what he's saying is, and it's not necessarily that he's calling her a hooker. He's saying, what is look, he calling her? Well, a groupie. A, yeah, somebody who's looking for action um, mm -hmm. from somebody who's mm -hmm. famous because you know that you're in like the main hotel of you know the media personalities mm -hmm. and football players and whatever. So Browner's making the leap that this woman is there looking to meet somebody evil, famous. An evil type leap right there for me. Okay, no, well, it ain't. Listen. No, it ain't. You've been. Hold on, hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Bro, you've been to the Super Bowl. What yes. are you doing? So you tell me you've been to the Super Bowl. You ain't never seen a hooker. That what you telling me? Oh yeah. So what do you so how is it so plausible? How is it evil could evil leap that there's a hooker in the lobby at the Super Bowl? What are you, you talking about? It, you don't know what time what it was. You, you don't know about? who he was with. You don't know who he was talking Hookers to. Hookers work around the clock. If he blacked yeah. out drunk and they do three o'clock in the afternoon, what are you talking right. about? All, oh, you all, don't think all Michael Irvin's been blacked out at three o'clock in the afternoon? All it I'm asking is this. Yeah, Michael Irvin's been a real, real picture of just like non non-troubled behavior in the past. That's oh, yeah. Michael Irvin. All I'm asking is this, though. Here's my only question. My only question is this. How does it go from they have a conversation and let's just assume that Michael Irvin is wasted drunk and completely, utterly inappropriate. Let's mm -hmm. just go with that assumption for a moment. My only question is, how does it go from that to his bosses at the NFL Network? Something seems weird. Now, you mentioned, you, you mentioned a couple of names. Uh, Michael Gelkin used to cover the Chargers here in San Diego, so we know that name. Now he covers the Cowboys. And the other one is Alex Reef Miller, who I go back to the mid-90s with when Alex was at sportsline.com, which is where I, I started. 
And Alex is now the PR guy for the NFL Network. It just seems strange. And it's Wednesday. And instead of us right now saying, hey, look, the Eagles are a point and a half favorite. The over-under is 51. Who do we think is going to win the game? Or starting to even think about that or hear press conferences or hear from coaches, we wind up starting here talking about Michael Irvin. But I will say this. Let, let's just spend a second here. Can you give us uh, what Andy Reid has said? I mean, I'm just getting back to, to some actual Super Bowl-related stuff because Michael Irvin's not really the story. What is the coach of the Chiefs having to say? Yeah, so he's been doing really well with, the, with his ankle. Um, and we had a fast practice a couple days ago, and he, he moved well. He can really do just about everything, so. All right, thanks, Andy. All right. If he doesn't There's remember Pat, the yeah. conversation, he's got, he's if he doesn't remember feet. the conversation, how are we going to trust what he has to say? Why did I even do that? Why did I try and get us back? Why did to he, like, yeah, if, was, if, if he doesn't remember because he was so blacked out, <laughs> this is a dude that's been coked out on oh, national television in the, at, at seven in the morning with Stephen A. Smith so in New what? Orleans. So, like, we're going to just believe what Michael Irvin says? I'm not believe what Michael Irvin says. I'm not believing what Michael Irvin said. I believe he was tossed. I'm not saying he wasn't. You want to ask how it gets back to the NFL Network? It probably wasn't a 45-second conversation. It probably was a lot more than that. I'm not saying (laughs) that Michael Michael Irvin Irvin wasn't drunk. What would I do? Who would I call? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Who was he with? Who did he do it to? All I'm saying is this. I'm not saying Michael Irvin is innocent. He probably did do that. But it's Wednesday. And he How the hell did, did this interaction get from Sunday not Sunday Sunday evening to the NFL Network by right. Tuesday hold, night? Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We will have the highlight of the day Andy coming Reed. up here in a matter of moments. Stick around. This is Kaplan and crew <laughs> with Grande and the Brown Man. Hang with us, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Scott walked off the show once again. He couldn't handle our Michael Irvin conversation. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out of here. You guys don't let me talk about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' ankle. You guys rather talk about you guys rather talk about Michael Irvin and his and his debauchery on a Sunday evening at a at a Scottsdale hotel. Here we are having a a, a very interesting conversation. He wants to talk about Andy Reid's press conference and some. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's walking. He, we had a fast, we had a fast practice and uh, he was moving. He's got feet, Andy. He's got feet. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good attempt by him to yeah. get rid of the juiciest, the kind of story that we care to talk about here on Super Bowl week. If I was in Radio Row, would I be yelling as much trying to slam Michael Irvin? Probably not. I'd probably be a little he bit more quiet. Probably a little bit more. No, because he's probably on hotel arrest right now. Probably, he can't <laughs> be visible for the rest of the week. <laughs> he probably went back to Dallas already. If they already took him out, come on, let's be real. He's probably already with Jerry Jones talking to other types of people in other hotel lobbies. You know, he in somebody he in a lobby somewhere. He in a well, lobby somewhere. My favorite part about the whole thing is like it's Michael Irvin. So I was like when I saw the headline, Michael Irvin removed from Super Bowl coverage because of inappropriate behavior. I was like, "Oh yeah, makes sense." You know. That sounds and he won't right. be fired and he won't be fired because nah. for whatever he's been around so long like almost like Michael Irvin is kind of like in that um Charles Barkley range. Like the old man range. Like, oh, like he's not an old, old man, but people kind of treat him like, oh, it's just Irv. It's just Mike, you know? It's Uncle Mike. Michael Irvin has it's gotten into the Charles Barkley territory where he's been so public so long, but he's been wild the entire time he's been in public. It's 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 like the the theory where if you throw enough up against the wall, at some point, people just think the wall's decorated. And that's when what he, he when does he host first take? Monday. Monday. 
You think Monday. he'll be there Monday? Absolutely. Absolutely. ESPN so. would be, unless something really, really serious comes out, ESPN would be foolish to, to not do that. There would have to be video of Michael Irvin accosting this woman in the middle of the day in a hotel lobby who had nothing to do with anything. She was just an unfortunate, innocent bystander. And there will have to be lots of video. And that video would have to be public before Monday. Because they, if if this, these type of circumstances are what get a lot of people upset with the culture and the canceling people and doing this and doing that. Like, if he did that, cool. Is that enough to take him out of his job because he was drunk and he said something to a woman? By the way, publicly, again, we don't know how bad it was, but yeah. that's enough to get you fired now? Like, Well, I, he didn't get know. fired. He's just like, let's not. Let's just. If you, probably... get pulled, if you get pulled off of the biggest coverage of the year, that's, I mean, that's fired from that, not fired from NFL Network and not fired from ESPN. We, um, let me rephrase. If that, if, if that can get you booted, if that can get you booted, they must have never seen some of these guys at the strip club. They must have never seen some of these guys out to dinner after the nightclub because things get crazy. What things if, get said. What if Michael Irvin thought like you thought Sunday evening? Let's just assume that you're right. Or let's just assume this Sunday evening, 10 o'clock. You've been out drinking in Old Town Scottsdale, getting his wine on. Mm-hmm. comes back sees an attractive female in the lobby but he's with he's probably with a bunch of nfl network people yes and he thinks this woman is a prostitute michael irvin thinks this woman is a prostitute and solicits her in front of his communications Company. department his yes. co-workers and she's like what are you talking about a prostitute are you crazy what's the matter with you would then that remove him from the broadcast like let's just not deal with this because it was so public because if, if it's the NFL Network Hotel, there's a lot of media people in that hotel. There's a lot of executives in that hotel. There's a lot of higher-ups in that hotel. This True. isn't like the Courtyard Marriott 30 minutes away from Phoenix. This is this is like probably a really swanky, good hotel in Scottsdale or Glendale, wherever probably Glendale, wherever they're at. You don't think that that could have happened? I, I see that being more – I see it totally being like Irv did something mm-hmm. in front of the wrong people. I, I'm not saying that he didn't do it because what I'm pretty sure he did do this. I just think the way that it, the speed in which this happened, and there's no video present. This had to be a hey man, uh, Michael Irvin did X Y Z, and we want to get out in front of this before this yeah. becomes a thing. But by getting out in front of it, you now have made it a thing. If that makes any sense, like I just I don't know. No, you I, made I, it a thing. Like you could have just spent. Let me put it this way. If you remove Irv without making a public statement, do people notice? No. I don't no, think so either. Don't. No. Because we don't know people's assignments. Correct. We don't know people's personal lives. We don't know. They could have they could have not said anything, but then and then later on it could have come out if this woman or whatever, whoever, maybe not even a woman, who knows? Like whoever decides decides to come out publicly and be like, Michael Irvin wasn't on NFL network during the Super Bowl because he whatever to me. Right, like, but uh, they was on camera with Gloria Allred, and she's like, right. "Oh, Michael Irvin accosted me publicly. Yeah. I'm humiliated." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting, but that is where we're at. This is what happens. This is what happens when there's two weeks for one game. 
I mean, yeah, dude, listen, nobody wants to hear press conference. Nobody wants to hear these stupid questions about is the Super Bowl a must-win game. Yeah. Like, listen, man, Mina Kimes Night is great. That's what it'll be known as on this show as Mina Kimes Night. That night's great. But after that, most of this is just like, let's play the game, man. Let's yeah, like today, game. today, Wednesday is the day that like Roger Goodell talks to the media. Man, who and, cares? And then he's there. What's he going to be asked about? The diversity hirings, concussions, all that stuff. The same stuff he gets asked. Like nobody really cares about that. Right. Like at this there, point, we're all just ready for Sunday. There's and no it teams, be Saturday. There no there are no teams moving. There's no CBA agreements or disagreements. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of the negativity that follows the NFL is really on the back burner at this point because nothing crazy has happened. I mean, maybe so, he's asked about the the commander sale. Maybe, 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 maybe that. But outside of that, like, what, like, what are we? What are you? Gonna it's ask kind him? of like been a really no, maybe not a quiet. smooth year. Quiet. It's been a quiet year. Like so quiet I think, for, as, as what are we missing? I feel like we're missing something. Well, concussion. Well, Deshaun Watson actually playing, but that that blew over because that was so drawn out. The concussions being up, I they say uh, like twenty two percent. I think I guess that's a story, but that's such a small sector of people who care about that that mm-hmm. a report on that. Like that's not really impactful. So outside of Demar Hamlin, basically, you know, dying on the field, but the NFL handled that as best you could have handled something like that. Actually so, came out looking good because of correct. their protocols that were set in place to save the guy's life. Right. And so if if anything, this press conference with Roger Goodell should be more of a, hey man, you guys have done a great job at XYZ. The ratings are up, blah, 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 blah. Like this should be all roses for him. Mm-hmm. So this isn't really something that's important. Like the the game at this the game now needs to hurry up. We're at the yeah. point where the game now needs to hurry up. Luckily, LeBron and the NBA stole some of this. From yeah. the NFL, which the NFL probably didn't like too much. And but, we got trade deadline tomorrow. Right. So I think that the NFL pushing back a week because they expanded the regular season kind of almost helps us because now we get NBA stuff in the middle of the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which no one cared. Oh, people did care. You know that 6.3 million people still watch the Pro Bowl on Sunday. The, it the, was the interesting. It was, it was far more interesting than the other thing. I found the flag football more enjoyable because you could mic guys up. It's yeah. a little more back and forth. I thought that to be more. I thought it was more fun. I thought it should have been played outside, which would have made it a little more uh, backyardy. But I didn't. Have, I, I enjoyed it more than the actual Pro Bowl. They need to get rid of the best catch. That was way too dunk contesty for me, was, and it was oof. brutal, but brutal. Since we're talking about the NBA today, we've talked a little bit about the Padres. There, we talked a lot about LeBron, AD, Lakers, Michael Irvin. One thing we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> is the straight-up disrespect that Brooklyn gave to Kyrie Irving. I think that, like, poor Kyrie Irving and how he was treated in Brooklyn when he was such a selfless, dedicated, hardworking leader in Brooklyn his entire time, his entire time never in question how much of a selfless leader he was I think that is a story that that got buried under the rug, Browner, because yesterday Kyrie Irving did his introductory press conference with the Dallas media and immediately went into his wallet and busted out the victim card. Here is Kyrie Irving talking about his treatment in Brooklyn. In the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected. 
and my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue to prepare the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. But he's not done, Browner, because he went on to talk about the stuff he did on the court, which is what no one's talking about. I mean, we could sit here all day, man. I think we should, we probably could go through the timeline of all the reports since I first came into Brooklyn. Um, but the greatest lesson I can share with you that I learned from signing in Brooklyn for free agency is I wish I would have got to know the people that were behind the organization. Uh, I went in there and was just a kid with a dream on my mind with KD and you know, we wanted to bring a, a championship to a young organization. They were only around for six years. I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan. Um, it's in my blood, you know, I, I cheer for them. Um, but when things start to change and you're not getting transparency and honesty from people in the front office or people around you, I mean, I don't know what person feels comfortable or confident in that type of environment. And again, I don't want to go into too many details because it's, it's, it's water on the bridge now. Like I wish them well, I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do, took care of my teammates, was uh, incredi incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. Um, I just wanted to do all the right things for myself, not to um, appease anybody that had something negative to say about me or they judged me, you know, this basketball game. There you go. Kyrie, I, he didn't do anything wrong. It was the front office in Brooklyn. It was the media. It was the fans that did not appreciate his hard work, his selflessness, and his leadership. The bubble that money can create for you is astounding to me at times. And I wish I had more money. <laughs> I wish I did. I really do. Because I want to know what that's like. You know, LeBron said something funny a couple of days ago that he wished he was he was normal where he could like go into a, a McDonald's or grocery store and no one know who he was. I wish I had enough money one for one day to know what it's like to be as so disconnected as Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like for you to say that you were treated unfairly and people, no one talks about how hard you work because they only talk about the stuff that you do off the court. Like, that's what they pay you to work hard. They pay you to show up and play handsomely. It's almost expected. Yeah! If you're right? a professional athlete, like you you're know, paid to work hard and perform on the court. That's what you're paid for. Correct. Show up on time, follow the rules, treat people with respect, not be an anti-Semite. Like, and say you're not. And by the way, take the apology down the second he no longer is on the team. Like, this guy is going to do the same thing to the people in Dallas. And if he's there long enough. Oh, it don't take him long. You know, one person ruffled his feathers the wrong way. For him to say, oh, I wish I would have gotten to know the people in the organization a little bit more before I signed there. Oh, I, I, I went into that as a kid. Like, bro, you're not a kid. What do you do? You're not a kid. Because if someone else would refer to him as a kid in that moment, he would have said, "You being disrespectful to me as a man." Like I, like this guy is. I wish he would just stop talking. He's a fantastic basketball player. No one's ever disputed that. But his problem is just not, giving him credit for his hard work on the court. A shocker! What? Shocker! How, who knew? Who knew, man? It's funny. Look, there's one thing about Kyrie Irving that no one has ever dismissed about Kyrie Irving is how good he is on the court. Not a single That's the person. one thing. It's and with that, with that, we know you get to a certain level of any sport, we know that you have to work hard. And it's just assumed that you're working hard. Kyrie Irving, there's a reason why teams keep giving you a chance. Yes. There's a reason yes. why teams keep giving you a chance. 
Yes. If you were if you were as skilled, and no disrespect here, Robert, if you're listening, if you were as skilled as Robert Sacre, you wouldn't be in the league right now. No. But you're as no. skilled as you are, which is why you're on team number four. Here's because the... you keep getting second chances because you're that good on the court. And to Miles... say that he was a selfless leader. Stop it. When you weren't even – when everybody on your team except you did what they had to do to play and you voluntarily chose not to, how is that being a selfless leader? Like, how do you not question that? I don't know who – whoever he sees when he looks in the mirror, when he starts talking like this of the, being the victim, who around him is going, yeah, Kyrie, you right. Because his dad seems like a straight-up dude. And so I would imagine he would marry somebody who would go along those lines, which is Kyrie Irving's agent, his, his stepmom. I would think that these people around him would be kind of like, yo, dude, these, these are things that – like rub people the wrong way you need to chill yeah. on some of this no this but is the same don't. problem this is the same problem and somebody tweeted it yesterday and I, I wish i i would like these things so i could tell you who it was but someone tweeted it yesterday joseph sai was the first guy to tell Kyrie no in a really long time yes and Absolutely. i think i think that there's a guy in memphis that needs to pay attention to what's happening with Kyrie and his inner circle mm-hmm. that he needs to be very wary of who you surround yourself with listen you can be surrounded by yes men but you like i think lebron is surrounded by yes men but like professional yes men if that and makes by the any way, sense lebron as the figurehead and all that he knows better for whatever reason he gets yeah. it and he understands it does he yeah. do some things from time to time that make you go come on bro what are you doing you're lebron right. james yeah but he at the at the end of the day he he doesn't behave like this no. at all zero right. so this idea that somehow you've been mistreated when people are just <laughs> judging your actions. Like, that's the part about it that really bothers me. People are just judging your actions based on acceptable things in society. And so we, as society, has deemed anti-Semitism bad. We've deemed hatred bad. We've deemed uh, hate speech bad. You're practicing and swimming in those things. So people are going to be upset with you. Like, I don't, like, what? What? Who Joseph yeah. Sy said no to you. That's right. why you're upset with them. Right. Sean Mark said no to you. We're not going to give Correct. you three years, 80, $100 million. They said no to you, and you got upset about that. Maybe he so, thinks that's disrespectful. I mean, in his, in his eyes, maybe that's how he feels. Hey, it's disrespectful. You don't think I deserved a max contract? You don't think I, I've played up to that ability? Hey, dude, in the, in the 70, whatever games you played, sure. In three, maybe. In four years. <laughs> in four years, so. Kyrie Irving, good luck to you in Dallas. Mark Cuban, you're next. It, this has happened Oof. in Cleveland. This Oof. has happened in Boston. This has happened in Brooklyn. Oof. And Mark Cuban is, if you think Joseph Sy tells people no, Oof. Mark Cuban does it in a more public manner. For a, a living. More, <laughs> for a living. That right. dude is on Shark Tank telling people no. So uh, I'm actually very much looking forward to the drama. I don't really care about the basketball aspect of it. I'm very much looking forward to the drama that's going to come out of Dallas. So, uh, oh, yeah. Browner, right now we got a few minutes left. It is time. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day is brought to you by Tory Holistics. Promo code for the month of February is Flowers23. Flowers23. Spend $75. Get 20% off your purchase at Tory and California Holistics. Uh, Scott left. I wanted to talk about 80 for Brady because it oh, ended up making $12.7 million, which is not 28. 
which mm-hmm. Scott thought they would get. Mm-hmm. So if you get 12 in your week one, cut that in half for week two, cut that at 75% week three. I don't know if it's making $28 million. I don't know if this movie is going to be profitable, but uh, we won't talk about that since Scott's not here and neither of us care. What we will talk about is something you deeply care about, John Browner, for the highlight of the day. And that is Aaron Rodgers' future. Again. Aaron Rodgers was asked, hey, you going to make up your mind soon? Like, what's going on here? Just wait for his answer, Bronner. Yeah, it's a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that i feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward aaron Rodgers is saying quote i'm still in the art of contemplation about my future after my isolation retreat i'll be ready to make a decision what is his isolation retreat browner he's gonna go in the middle of nowhere for four days and be in complete Darkness, a sensory deprivation, vacation, retreation, contemplation, something. Four days of complete darkness, thought, spiritualness, reflection to figure out if he's going to play football. Must be nice. Well, while you're doing that, I hope you get out of the taking time to go to training camp if you decide to play. Because that's why you sucked last year, because you didn't have no no relationship with your with your with your rookie wide receivers. So whatever you decide to do, hope is before you break uh, mini camp, so you can actually know the guys you're throwing to, and before week I don't know fourteen. Like this, come on, man, this guy and Kyrie Irving, get out, just get away from me. Get away. If the Green Bay Packers want to pick up Jordan Love's fifth year option, which they have to decide here this offseason. It will cost them $20.272 million. There is a chance 50 options are like that. I mean, Justin Herbert's is like 25 or something like that. Um, there's no way both of them are going to be on this roster. No way. After no this way. year. No so way. they're going to have, I think that, and I hope, and I'm putting it on the universe and Aaron Rodgers would appreciate me putting this energy out into the universe that he ends up in Vegas. This is what I hope happens. I hope he stays. I hope they trade Jordan Love. Because I think after watching him, he's competent. I want them to keep Aaron Rodgers, keep being a little above 500, not making the playoffs, and then be gone and have no quarterback. Because if they don't – because they're going to be good next year. So next year it's like Caleb Williams. It's like a bunch of good quarterbacks next year as well. So skip that year. Skip that year for me. Be good next year. Skip that year. And after that, just find a a, a desert of quarterbacks (laughs) and choose from there. I think we're both in the same boat, but that's two NFC North haters going against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen to us. Yeah, we'll see what happens. When uh, when we come back, we'll uh, talk more about everything happening in the world of sports. And if you're listening on podcasts, audio podcast, stick around. We got something special for you. All right, Browner, that makes two walk-offs for Scott, I believe. One for you and no for me, none for me. We're just talking about walk-offs. I'm not putting your Iron Man into question. Not putting your Iron Man into question. I know that. Talking about walk-offs, that's two for Scott, one for you, zero for me. And the only days that you've missed is for – and we're not going to say what's going on with Scott. He'll be back tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. He's not back tomorrow either. He's not. No, he is. No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. What? I All thought I, he wasn't. I don't know. I just genuinely okay. don't know. He's fine. He's healthy. All 
well, I don't know if he's healthy mentally, but he's fine. And uh, he will be back this week. 100% will be back this week. Um, Life happens. Got to handle life. We're not trying to make it a fucking mystery for everybody. We just don't share everything that's going on in the world with all three of us. He's fine. All is well. That'd be a whole nother fucking show. If we did, it would it would be entertaining, but I would not like to do that to, to either anybody on this show. So he's fine. We'll be back. Uh, I think it's me, Browner and Lawhead tomorrow. If not, it's Scott and us too. Either way, Scott's around. He's back. Um, I know it's been a weird week with short shows and, 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 and sicknesses and terrible, terrible timing. Cause it is Super Bowl week, but listen, we're not even talking about Super Bowl. We're talking about fucking Michael Irvin doing some blackout shenanigans at a hotel in glendale Again, we're on week two of the fucking super bowl it's yeah. no one nothing's happening no one cares. it's a huge game tonight for the aztecs huge fucking game and we didn't talk about that is it home They're in utah state where they've oh. lost three in a row but it's a huge game for the aztecs so shout out to the aztecs go aztecs i believe tip off is at six i can look that up real quick that's a huge monster game i'll be tuning into that one that's what i'm watching tonight um what time do they play trying to find it seven o'clock cbs sports network san diego state at utah state san diego state 18 and 5 uh utah state 19 and 5 so very very big matchup for them yeah very big matchup for them um utah state one game back of san diego state in the conference so there you go browner big game tonight uh what anything else on tv tonight uh uh Kyrie's first game clippers gonna play clippers mavs yep Yep. No Don- no Donkage because the heel injury still, but Oh yeah, uh, it's uh it's a big NBA game tonight too with the Celtics, right? Celtic Sixers tonight. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That that's already happening if you're watching. Um mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it. Now get the hell out of here. Peace. <laughs>